Good day and welcome to the Frontline Cheddar Podcast. My name is Jarian Gibson with co-host Andrew Morgan. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm doing pretty well. Feels like we haven't done one of these in a while. Um, it's Christmas season and I'm doing my Christmas shopping. Um, how are you doing today, man? Doing good. Just uh, same, you know, in the holiday season. Thanksgiving's done. On to Christmas and just getting the the office wrapped up. So looking forward to the new year. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our, our guest uh, this week, uh, Kevin Cook, Product Director at Liquidware Labs. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Kevin. My pleasure, gentlemen. Very nice to uh, to be here with you both. Uh, so you work with Liquidware Labs. Obviously, we're very fond of Liquidware Labs. Uh, but you've had quite a career. I, I looked over your LinkedIn there a couple of weeks ago, and you know, from programming to product director, you know, you've you've done pretty much it all. Would you like to give us a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So, you know, I, uh, I guess I'd like to say that I'm a geek who can speak. I, I have had some time in, in communications, both uh, formal writing and working in the publishing world. I, I, as you said, I've been in the trenches in IT. I've been uh, on the reseller side, helping to architect solutions and, and help fix broken stuff. And, you know, now I find myself on the manufacturer side, you know, closer to creating the solutions to help solve some of those problems. So, you know, I I think there's certainly a a common theme or a a, a good story to weave through all of it. But yeah, I've had a a pretty varying uh, set of credentials, that's for sure. Oh, I can imagine. So, I mean, if you, you know, you, you said geek who can speak. I love that because that's um, that's obviously a geek speak is a, is a is a well-known term in our in our industry. But like, where where did you start in your journey? How did you get into IT originally? You know, it's an interesting story. I uh, I started out in um, really more in in engineering on the on the uh, traditional mechanical engineering side, and I got a little tired of calculating the moments of inertia of a rocket as it travels through space but really fell in love with the computing side of it and, and the computing science aspects of it. So, you know, I, I guess I would say it really started in computer science and, you know, understanding how some of these systems can be automated. And, of course, this was back – wow, I'm going to date myself – but this was really back before client-server computing. It was back before microcomputers. I mean, it was, you know, back in the days of uh, VAX PDP-11s and – and some early, early, early Unix, uh, you know, really prior to uh, Wintel architecture and, and really what we're into today. So it goes back a while, but I would say it started, you know, really with, with rolling up my sleeves and, and coding. Cool. I, you mentioned VAX, actually. I remember a VAX in, in college, uh, and it used to overheat every summer if you left it in the, in the sunlight. It was um, it was quite the archaic piece of hardware, but it's yeah, no, it, it, it's it's interesting to see people kind of track their their journeys across different technologies. Um, so anyway, I, I, that's that, that's you, and it's it's lovely to learn a little bit more about you. Um, we're we're going to talk a lot about Stratosphere today, um, and and some of the new releases. But I mean, before we launch into that, would you like to tell us uh, what Stratosphere? is for anybody who's not aware? Absolutely. Stratosphere falls into a product category that I think is broadly known as monitoring. And, you know, I, I, I certainly think it's much, much more than that. But, but broadly, Stratosphere is what I would define as a user experience monitoring and diagnostic solution. It provides visibility into the performance of key desktop infrastructure components across the endpoints, the users, the apps, the hosts, the network. And ultimately, it's about enabling administrators, designers, architects to better manage, troubleshoot, 
and optimize the desktop environment. Very good. Okay, so it's it's um, it's it's an offering in, in the Liquorware Labs called Stratosphere, alongside you know all of the other offerings that you guys currently do. Um, but you you guys also made a major release. Um, you know, do you want to give us a, a a high level of what's new in Stratosphere? Absolutely. So Stratosphere, uh, about a month and a half ago, we released a version of Stratosphere, uh, version 5.8.5. Uh, you know, the numbers are somewhat immaterial, but we covered a, a number of key new and I think interesting areas within within that version of Stratosphere. Things that, you know, broadly help to make Stratosphere more usable, but also some new metrics and new focus points for Stratosphere that we think are really important for the industry at large and, and ultimately for users. So in, in really no particular order, Stratosphere 5.8.5 shipped uh, a new search feature, a really, really cool new entry point for diagnostics. So you don't necessarily need to know where to start when you're looking for that needle in the haystack, but it gives you a sort of a high-level view of search that you can use both in help desk use cases as well as user machine and machine group use cases when you're, when you're attempting to troubleshoot and diagnose some, some user experience challenges in the environment. We've added some uh, really great enhancements as it relates to ICA and HDX, so, so interesting things there. Um, Nutanix is an area which seems to be gaining a lot of steam. We now have official support for Nutanix. We've got some uh, deeper dive as it relates to application uh, level GPU metrics. So we can tie GPU consumption and GPU metrics right down to the application process and, and PID. And lastly, some enhancements as it relates to domain uh, and host process level details. So think about SaaS apps and those web-based browser applications and being able to tie specific endpoint resource consumption all the way back to a specific SaaS app. Think of it as almost a, a page or a tab within your browser and what are the individual resources being consumed there. I can go on for days, guys, but um, you know, those are sort of the highlights, I think, from, from the latest release of Stratosphere. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Stratosphere. It's a great fit in in your in, in your product suite in the sense that it it delivers a lot of value. Aside from you know all the other stuff that you guys do on the desktop, from you know application layering to to UEM to all that kind of stuff. Stratosphere is a, it, not many vendors have gone that way. You know, you see these consuming very you know, kind of all part consuming vendors who will have a lot of solutions for the desktop, but very few of them actually have any great monitoring capacity. Whereas the, the Stratosphere feature is really really good. Um, a week or two, well, it was actually a couple of weeks ago now, we, we spoke about your, your new release features and stuff, and you, you mentioned a really interesting point, um, you know, kind of the divide between monitoring and diagnostics. Um, I'd really love to get, to get, your, to get your, you to talk us through that again, because I thought it was fascinating. No, you know, I, I appreciate the, um, the question, and I, I think you're spot on. The, there's, a, you know, there's a profound difference between the use cases or the exercises that most IT folk need to go through as it relates to monitoring and diagnostics. And, and I, I sum it up in this way. Monitoring is more of a passive uh, exercise. It's, it's something you do proactively as a means to sort of keep tabs on the environment it's you know it's about alerts it's about uh it's about you know badges and and it's about utilization it's about those you know those beautiful 55 or 60 inch monitors that we all put up in the network operations center to show that hey look look what i did everything's great everything's green everybody's happy um but monitoring broadly is a relatively 
uh, benign or I should say low risk activity. If you get your monitoring platform wrong, there's not a tremendous amount of risk in terms of in terms of choosing something that that maybe doesn't do badging quite right or doesn't give you reporting or alerting quite right. Um, on the other hand. Uh, diagnostics is typically a reactive exercise. It's what we do when we're in jeopardy. It's what we do when things are down and somebody's standing over your shoulder saying, is it back up yet? Is it back up yet? Is it fixed? Is it back up yet? And so diagnostics is typically a lot harder to perform. It's uh, more uh, at risk in terms of choosing the wrong platform or choosing the wrong set of tools from a visibility standpoint to support that exercise. <clears throat> and it's something that, you know, frankly, you need to do a little bit of work and prepare for. You know, it's, it's, I, I talk about it as being almost like auto insurance. It's not something that you, you need, um, Every day, but when you do have a wreck with your vehicle, it's good to know it's there. And the fact that you've taken some steps before that wreck to put the insurance in place is is really the hard part, right? It's it's having the forethought, it's knowing to plan and to do some of the harder work before you need the tool or the solution to solve your problem. Stratosphere, you know, does a little bit of both, but I would say our stronger suit is on the diagnostic side. Any anyone who's had a challenge in an end user computing environment knows that they can be very complex. It can be extremely difficult to track down the true root cause. Tracking down symptoms is is relatively easy but peeling back the layers of those symptoms and truly understanding root causality is quite a bit more difficult and and that's that's where i you know sort of talk about the proactive versus reactive as it relates to monitoring and diagnostics if you're not planning for that exercise when the wheels come off the bus you will find yourself in, uh, in a world of pain, you will likely have a lot of trouble getting to that root cause and ultimately getting your environment back on track and, and getting your users productive and, you know, minimizing risk in the environment. Uh, you know, I know that's a somewhat of a long-winded explanation, but if you think about, you know, just the day-to-day -day activities, there are few IT folk that really spend any time proactively getting themselves in good shape for when they're going to get into trouble. And for, for, for those of you on this call, I, and, and for those of you who may have had issues before, I hope you can appreciate that end-user computing environments are, are a bit more complex, I think, than most other IT infrastructure environments. Understanding what's going on and making the investment and mitigating your risk and, frankly, being prepared for when you are in jeopardy – is, is probably the, the best thing you can do to protect your environment, the best thing you can do to ensure that you're, you know, you're on a path to deliver end user experience uh, unconditionally. Oh, I, I get you there. Um, I, I recently rated, um, well, not recently, it was in the last 18 months, I was going through monitoring vendors to select a, a partner with, uh, with, the, with, my, um, with, with an Irish Citrix partner. And one of the, one of the key pieces of functionality was um, the, you know, the, 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 the usefulness of the, the alerts that you're actually getting back from a monitoring product in the sense that, yes, something is read, but I don't want something being read 
meaning that somebody in IT needs to go off and Google what this error message actually means. I want, I want it to be meaningful, and I want to be able to drill from that error all the way down. And I suppose bridging that gap between monitoring diagnostics, as in if my monitoring is telling me something is wrong, where do I go next with my diagnostics? And I found the, the Stratosphere suite good in a sense that you know the drilling and, and the peeling back of the layers to be able to to go down to you know your root cause issues. So I, I, I thought it was a, it was an interesting um, analogy you put together there, and it definitely a point it's worth worth talking about well, i appreciate i appreciate the validation it's you know something we work real hard at uh, i i feel strongly that a monitoring use cases and doing a demonstration around hey look here's an alert here's a user that's got a problem here's an ability to drill into a single user is relatively easy to show that um Show me about all the users that had that problem, all the applications that had that problem, all of the machine groups perhaps that had that problem. Show me when the problem happened. Show me the last 90 days and is it cyclical? Is it is is there uh, trendable detail and information? Think think about how many you know, and I'll use air quotes monitoring platforms uh, will give you information about what's happening now for the single user you're looking at. But if you needed to go back to last Thursday and find out if everyone in the department had that problem, you've got nothing really to show for other than to say, well, if the problem persists, call me back. But, you know, otherwise, I, I unfortunately don't have that detail. Stratosphere, you know, maintains that level of all machines, all users, all applications all of the time. And, and it's my opinion that it sets us apart as it relates to being a very strong diagnostics platform in addition to being a monitoring platform. So, you know, I heard you mention about some of the, the recent features of the latest updates. Um, I heard you mention Nutanix in, integration, um, which is, you know, great to hear because, you know, Nutanix is, uh, you know, been out there a lot. A lot of people are using it. You know, we're seeing other products integrate with it. So, can you kind of tell us about that? And is it more of the Acropolis hypervisor? Is it Prism? Is it both? Um, can you kind of give us some thoughts on that? Absolutely. It's it's uh, you know the short answer is it's both. We um, we think that having the ability to run on Acropolis as a platform right is is important. So Stratosphere and all of the Stratosphere virtual appliances, the solution is delivered as a series of virtual appliances. All of the Stratosphere virtual appliances will run on Acropolis and run on the Nutanix platform. So for those who choose not to use uh, Zen or Hyper-V or um, ESX, uh, vSphere, uh, there's another choice, right? And so so certainly we fully support the platform and, and the hypervisor layer. And, you know, for full visibility to get, you know, the metrics of the hyper-converged infrastructure itself, Stratosphere now integrates with Prism. And so similar to what we do with, with other uh, platforms such as vCenter, we'll now be able to take all of the host-centric, storage-centric, network-centric metrics and flow those in to Stratosphere at the Prism level to be able to time correlate that with what we're measuring directly from within the guest. That's superb. So, I mean, it, it's great to hear, you know, Nutanix is going from strength to strength. It's great to see you have another kind of uh, hypervisor supported and the integration with Prism is brilliant as well because Prism does such a great job of pulling that data in. You guys pulling that data in natively from Prism only further, uh, you know, um, it gives better visibility across the entire stack. So it is great to see. Um, 
On GPU, though, um, you mentioned GPU, and obviously a lot of vendors are chasing GPU at the moment. Um, but maybe it's because I'm in Ireland, and you know, we're, we we are a, 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 a slower moving type of folk over here. Um, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of pushback from customers around GPU hardware, as in the price tag, the price per user, blah blah blah. Um, do you think Stratosphere would help? customers who, who may be evaluating GPU actually see the benefit from a GPU if they were to test it in that way? Absolutely, I do. And, and you know, you talk about a number of key areas. I, I, I jokingly refer to GPU as sort of the last frontier as it relates to user metrics. And what I mean by that is designers and architects who have been building and user computing platforms for some time, you know, they certainly understand and appreciate CPU. Uh, and how CPU cores will contribute to to performance, and how CPU, uh, you know, overall is important as it relates to a platform. Similarly, you know, IOPS is important, right? You know, we don't we don't hear people complaining so much about um, about the cost of the SAN or the cost of a uh, you know an acceleration card or you know a tray of SSDs that they needed to add to their to their to their iSCSI or or um, fiber channel uh, storage platforms, but you know, GPU has now got its light, you know, shined very brightly on it for for cost reasons. Um, I think it's because it's new. It's still somewhat um, misunderstood. It's still somewhat um, um, difficult to quantify as it relates to the user experience. And that's exactly where Stratosphere has helped to shine a light and helped uh, really in a number of broad use cases. So, you know, we talked about GPU hardware and, you know, certainly we've got some really exciting things that we've done with NVIDIA and, and their, their grid uh, 2.0 enterprise software that, uh, that they recently announced. We've got some really interesting use cases as it relates to sizing in, in terms of supporting and understanding workloads prior to a transformation. Um, but your point about, you know, GPU cards and GPU hardware, certainly they can be expensive and certainly Uh, they uh, are somewhat misunderstood or not well understood until how they in terms of how they contribute stratosphere now does a number of things that that we can help to look at and really help to quantify but at the end of the day i think the most important metric or the most important thing that we do is we tie everything back to the user experience in fact stratosphere has something called a UX score or user experience score. And we can show what that user experience score is over time. And GPU is one of the metrics that contributes or is rolled up into that user experience score. So we can look at the user experience score for, for for example, a 30-day period for all users using a specific app on a particular host in a certain pool size. And then you can certainly add a GPU card and we can go back and show and measure what that user experience is across all of those same metrics for a 30-day period after that card has been installed. And so for, for those instances where a card, uh, you know, such as the NVIDIA Grid is now contributing and, and increasing uh, responsiveness or increasing perhaps density of users on a host or perhaps increasing launch time or overall performance of an individual application, Stratosphere can absolutely quantify that 
and we can provide reporting from a before and after standpoint to show how it's doing uh, before the card was installed and after the card was installed. And, you know, sometimes, guys, it's not just about the what might be perceived as video performance. NVIDIA, for example, uh, in addition to overall GPU uh, encode, the NVIDIA uh, technology and what they've exposed to us as a, as a monitoring and diagnostics platform goes way beyond uh, simply simply uh, GPU. So we're looking at frame buffer. We're looking at things like encode rate. We're looking at things like decode rate. And of course, these contribute to how well your display protocols are going to perform. If I have a well-established and well-optimized series of uh, video metrics or video capabilities, video resources, then your CPU is doing less work getting all that ready to send it down the wire as a display protocol. So you're going to see benefit in terms of reduced overall host CPU utilization, and you're going to benefit overall in terms of how this is now helping from a display protocol standpoint to get the the video, the mouse, and and the audio from the host to the screen. So, So... you know, these technologies and GPU technologies broadly are, are becoming much, 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 much more well understood. And Stratosphere is really that visibility engine or the pane of glass um, that allows architects, that allows administrators, that allows designers to really understand all aspects end to end of the environment and how GPU is helping to solve and ultimately create greater user experiences. Very good, very good. No, it, it's great to hear that. It, it, um, it's it's a hard metric to quantify. I understand there's, there's certainly a human element to it, but I suppose when it, when it comes to IT budgets and, and IT spend, and all the rest, you generally need a pretty bulletproof use case, particularly over here, to get uh, to get that adoption. I mean, are are you seeing much uptake or request for GPU? I, know, I mean, yeah, let me quantify that question. I mean, look, the first thing that'll happen with any product or any vendor or any blah is um, a new technology or feature will come out and some consultants will come over and badger you at a conference and say, do you have support for this? And if you don't ask, do you actually have a use case? Generally speaking, they don't have that use case. Right, you know? right. So I was just curious, like, I mean, what uptake do you see on on, on your side to, to justify this move you know it's certainly becoming more important it's certainly something that is asked for and visibility and 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 understanding is maturing so i certainly don't think your question is out of line and 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 i would not even categorize it as being unique to whatever it is you guys are doing over there in ireland it's uh it, it's certainly a broad constraint or i should say a broad um challenge you know all over the place. We hear about it here in the States. I hear about it across Europe. Um, you know, c- certainly within very specific um, applications and use cases, you know, folks that are, you know, in, in design or CAD or graphics or video, you know, th- those guys typically have uh, less of a challenge justifying the cost. Um, but, but broadly, I would say, you know, if you look at really all aspects of video, if you look at all aspects of GPU, um, it, it's it's a very horizontal use case. It's not what I would consider to be a, a vertical use case for any specific industries. You know, anybody who wants to optimize their environment wants to understand how these somewhat perceived uh, expensive hardware devices are going to help to better those environments. And so, you know, this is not new, and, and it's certainly something we're seeing a significant uptick on and request for. So it's been a focus area within Stratosphere to add uh, significant more detail 
Um, both on the assessment side, on the sizing side, on the optimization and health side, and you know, to your point, specifically drilling into GPU use cases uh, by hardware, by host, by application, by group, by user, by domain. You know, all of these things are are focus areas for Stratosphere in terms of exposing that information and just empowering everybody to make good rational business decisions. Okay, so you uh, talked about with the the GPU stuff and how you guys approach that, and I heard a lot of NVIDIA, but do you guys do anything around Intel or AMD at all? Great question. So so today we recognize whatever Windows is reporting, right? So we can see uh, really any any hardware level or software level GPU encoding that's happening within the Windows environment. We just happen to work a little bit more closely with NVIDIA and the folks on the grid team to be able to expose some additional metrics directly from some API, uh, SDK types of integration that's happening at the software level, at the hardware abstraction level. And so when you've got NVIDIA and a vGPU installed, uh, or I should say a hardware installed with vGPU inside each of your guests, we've got a little bit more detail that we're able to gain from others. Uh, But in short, yes, we can see Intel, we can see AMD, we can see other Windows-based GPU that's reporting at a base level. NVIDIA has just allowed us to, to turn up the volume a bit and get some additional detail. Okay, makes makes sense. So just yeah, the deeper integration with NVIDIA from the kind of work partnership you guys have done together. Um, exactly. So kind of moving on from, from GPU, but I'll ask GPU for this as well. So, you know, Linux has kind of been, you know, the up-and-coming piece for, for some use cases. And look at where it has support for that, you know, for a while now. Um, what kind of drives the use case, you know, in your opinion? Is it widely adopted outside of, like, oil and gas and you know, potentially developers, and do you have any kind of uh, GPU on Linux side visibility as well? So, you know, Linux has been a really interesting segment for us, and, you know, certainly we've seen it in oil and gas, we've seen it in other engineering verticals, and I believe we may be one of, if not the only uh, sort of monitoring vendor that has some some visibility and support for Linux as a as a end user computing platform. We certainly continue to add features and we continue to add support. Uh, the last version of Stratosphere, for example, uh, extended our visibility to uh, Red Hat Seven uh, CentOS Seven. So we, you know, we're I think four, five, six, and seven based kernels. Um, but GPU specifically is not something that we have a tremendous amount of visibility on with respect to Linux. And, you know, frankly, um, it's not entirely on us. Uh, and what I mean by that is we can really only expose those metrics that we can gain access to directly. So if there's not a driver that uh, has an open uh, API or open access for us, or there's not a centralized uh, reporting engine similar to what Windows and Microsoft has afforded the industry through WMI, then, you know, we're somewhat blind. So, you know, I'll I'll take some of the heat for not having parity in terms of feature sets for Linux and Windows, but, you know, the reality is we're somewhat hamstrung based on what those platforms themselves expose. Um, but certainly where we've 
got requests and where customers have asked. We have pushed forward um, with uh, Linux and, and Unix and other variations. You know, interestingly enough, more often than Linux as a full desktop OS, we see Linux uh, as the operating system that's being used on a thin client. And so think about embedded thin clients, whether they're Windows embedded or Linux embedded. Stratosphere and Liquidware Labs has taken our connector ID key, our, our very lightweight agent technology, and we've integrated it into those platforms. So we actually have a connector ID key that we've installed with customers on embedded Windows and embedded Linux so that we're getting end-to-end visibility in those VDI and other, uh, you know, centralized host-centric end-user computing platforms all the way down to the end device, even when it's not a full PC as that end device. Uh, but but I you know I wish I could tell you that we have you know parity of features between Linux and and Windows. The, you know the reality is um, the folks at Microsoft have been very generous in terms of what they've exposed. Linux is a little bit harder to get to the the core of the matter. You know pun intended in this case. I oh, know you're and you're dead right, and I don't think there's any heat going to go your way. I mean, what vendor can honestly say they've got parity across Windows and Linux? It's, it's they're, <laughs> they're 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 apples and oranges, you know. And yeah, absolutely. No, I, I understand. I mean, a perfect world, absolutely. Realistically, no, not going to happen. Well, I appreciate the get out of jail free card, so uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's nice that you guys have some stuff and some visibility, and I understand. You know, there's not going to be the hundred percent feature parity and so forth. So, um, but it's good that's something that you guys are working with, and that, that that's in your radar. So, um, so we, we talked about you know GPU, Nutanix, um, Linux now, and you know Citrix had a recent um, acquisition. Um, so they acquired Norscale, and so they got the UEM, they got the transformer. Um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on the acquisition? Um, I, I see Liquidware had, had a blog post out pretty early after it was announced. So, kind of want to get your take around that acquisition. So, you know, I. I think that broadly, and I'll, I'll make what's going to sound like a, a very politically correct statement, but I truly believe that um, the the movements by the platform vendors, all of them, you know, Citrix has made a few, um, VMware certainly has made a few, all of these acquisitions has really reinforced the importance of a couple of very, very key areas in these platforms. You know, yesterday I was wearing my uh, a Citrix shirt. I think uh, they were handing it out at their show maybe a couple of years ago. It was the 25th anniversary of uh, of the Citrix platform. And, of course, you know, we all know that really goes more back to ZenApp. <clears throat> but, you know, if you think about it, that's an awfully long time. I mean, how, how many software platforms are still in use today that and have you know growth and the trajectory that we see in host centric end user computing platforms, you know after 25 years, um, I mean to me that's that's pretty amazing. But ultimately, these acquisitions that we've seen, my feeling are it's really helping to catalyze and highlight and shine a light on those aspects that have been deficient for a very long time. And when I say aspects, you know, again, I don't want to get into, you know, too much detail, but, you know, broadly I'll put them in three 
very high-level categories. There's UEM or the user environment itself. It's the persona, the personalization, all of the sort of the customizations that make the environments ours. That's an area where I, I think most would agree that the major platform vendors fell down and, and were weak in those areas for, for quite some time. The second, and this is, I think, maybe the most exciting and, and, and fastest forward-moving area, and that is you know, other ways to deliver applications uh, you know, beyond streaming, beyond RDSH, beyond a fully baked gold image. And you know, in this case, I'm referring specifically to application layering, and we've seen a number of acquisitions by, by all of the platform vendors in terms of application layering. You know, lastly, and where my passion is, and of course where Stratosphere is focused, is visibility. You know, we've seen changes and, and moves by the platform vendors uh, on both sides in terms of being able to provide a little bit more detail about the end user experience itself. The, the good news is um, by focusing in these areas, I think they're creating a much greater awareness and they're helping to educate a much broader audience that these things are really, really important. And ultimately, until we're focused on these, uh, there are always going to be folks that are going to be a little frustrated or not, you know, the ball's not going to quite get over the goal line because there's just little, you know, tiny things that haven't been addressed. Now, the better news for, for me, and this is going to sound a little bit arrogant, but, you know, the better news is Liquidware Labs does an amazing job at at those things that we've been talking about. And so, you know, the platform vendors certainly have an offering and I think it serves and, and satisfies some of the need for those out there that need some of these functions. But Liquidware goes so far beyond those based functions, so far beyond from an integration standpoint, so far beyond in terms of the, the specific um, feature sets and, and how these overall solutions offer more granularity, more operationalization capabilities, more automation, more integration uh, kinds of capabilities um, has frankly helped us to grow in leaps and bounds and helped Liquidware to have some of the greatest years ever in the history of the company over the last couple of years. So I, you know, I applaud and I, 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 you know, sort of uh, will, will provide uh, accolades and all due respect to the platform vendors, I think the acquisitions are great, um, and they've done really nothing but help Liquidware to grow, and done nothing but help us to serve, you know, some of their customers. Our uh, numbers in terms of being able to support Citrix environments have increased substantially over the last couple of years. Same for VMware. Uh, in fact, it's those same VMware and Citrix engineers in the field that are bringing us into those deals. So it's been a really great uh, couple of years for us. And, and, I, and I say, you know, let's continue to bring focus on those areas that we know are going to benefit end users, on those areas that we know are going to help IT folk to deliver better user experience to, to the masses. I, I agree. I mean, and I, I, I see your I see your your politically correct statement as as, as 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 you know it's necessary. But at the same time, I think the the key thing about the Liquidware and then you know and relatively you know your competitors and all the rest is the the key thing about when a vendor acquires a a piece of technology that that a partner was previously doing. Generally speaking, they'll they'll go low bar. Uh, and there is still always opportunity for for partners to deliver much better. Um, yeah. Solutions and services. So, I mean, when you look across the Liquidware stack, I mean, where I mean, um, 
the, your, your application layering technology is well in advance of AppDisk. Your 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 UEM product, I'd argue, is 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 more advanced than than VMware's. Um, the the monitoring capabilities uh, of of Stratosphere well and above better than Director, uh, and far easier to implement than anything VMware does. So it's um, yeah, no, it's the key thing is value, isn't it? The key thing is what does the product deliver over what you can get for free in theory. And I don't think you guys have anything to worry about in that regard. I I certainly um, I'm not worried. These things don't keep me up at night. I'm you know I'm I'm so happy that that you agree. Um, and I think you said it you know that you said it best. There's opportunity for us. Um, certainly, we want to continue to do better. But we do feel that we bring significant value to those platforms in those areas. And um, we've been doing it since 2009. So so we've had a fairly significant head start. And, you know, I think to your point, I haven't seen any of the platform vendors really do a good job in terms of integrating and assimilating those technologies. So, so, you know, while, while they may be free, I guess I'd say you, you kind of get what you pay for. Excellent. I like that. <laughs> um, I mean, and more importantly, I mean, looking looking to next year and the year beyond, as 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 these partners start to to close these technology gaps, albeit not with not with um, not with as good solutions. I mean, what 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 is what what's in store for Liquidware next? What 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 are what are you guys focusing on for next year? Wow, so many, so many things, and of course, most of it's under non-disclosure. So if I if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, but broadly, the theme is to you know to continue to to lower the barrier of entry, to continue to provide the information necessary, to help folks to realize you know the the greatest environments they can. To, to be able to quantify the, the dollar investments that they make, to help them to ensure that they're really delivering the best user experience and minimizing any risk that might be involved in doing so. You know, I like to say that, uh, you know, God bless you if you're able to get all of your entire environment on a single golden image. You know, you're, you're a hero, you're a rock star, and the amount of operations that you've afforded your organization are off the scale. But, you know, with... With all of that effort comes significant risk, and and really an understanding and appreciation for that risk um, is is important. Liquidware broadly wants to make sure that we're helping you to scale, you know, helping you to be more operationally efficient, helping to make sure that um, we can uh, s- extend your environment into the cloud, right? There's, there's a huge investment that we've been making here in the last handful of months to be able to provide all of the same kinds of visibility and the same kinds of efforts, regardless of where you're delivering those end user platforms from. So think of desktop as a service. You know, how many years have we heard about, you know, this is the year of the cloud. This is the year of the cloud. Well, I don't know if this is the year of the cloud, but I can say that we've seen some significant uptick on folks who are open and now looking to move their end user workspaces into a, a managed platform or a cloud-based infrastructure. And so Stratosphere and, and Profile Unity and FlexApp uh, are, you know, are now certified, and you may have seen a release not too long ago that we're, you know, we're fully embracing and fully supporting uh, all of the efforts of Amazon, for example. And so you know, certainly I would say that's, you know, one answer that I would give you gentlemen in terms of where we're focused. But, you know, broadly, it's about all of the same attributes. We just want to make it better, faster, easier, cheaper. 
Uh, so cloud and keep doing what you're doing well is, is what I'm hearing. So that's that, that's uh, that, that's great to hear. Um, we're running we're running pretty well. Um, we have time. Great. So uh, you know, a question we like to we like to ask. Um, our guests, uh, you know, every time they come on is kind of, you know, it's to get a little bit more to know about you. And, you know, we all have, have personal interests away from what we do day to day. And, you know, it, on a personal note, away from your day job and get kind of end user computing and liquidware labs, you know, what market or technology are you keenly watching at the moment and what excites you about it? Well, you know, some of it is, I think, just because um, I, I suspect, like like you gentlemen, most of our our um, our listeners. I'm a bit of a geek. I just like technology, and you know, so in my spare time, I I like to read about technology. Um, but some of it is also I'm uh, I'm I'm in the market, and uh, I'll be closing on a new home um, next week. And so part of what I've been really immersed in for for a little bit of time is, you know, Internet of Things and smart home technology and all of the sort of the new wonderfulness around, you know, my, my coffee maker and refrigerator talking to the internet. But I think more practically, um, you know, things like uh, HVAC systems and del- doorbells and, and lighting systems and door locks. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm amazed at how much those technologies have moved and changed, you know, really in the last 12 to 18 months. And I'm Sort of figuring out how much or how little of this I uh, I absolutely need to have in my new home. It's a fascinating topic, isn't it? I mean, when you can unlock your house with your smartphone, or turn your heating on from remotely, or change the lighting settings in different rooms, which are yeah, I, I love that stuff too. I I have a I have a I have a renovation job coming up next year on the downstairs of my house, and I'm keenly looking at what gadgets I'm going to put into the wall, but also keenly wondering how I'm going to get them out of the wall. Should I dig them up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cer- certainly, uh, certainly resale and and uh, and you know vendor lock in. I guess, or, or homeowner lock-in is, is something I'm somewhat aware of, but it's just cool stuff. I mean, I, I, I think back to my childhood and I, you know, I have, I have youngish kids and, you know, you know, these are kids who don't know what a, what a, what a record is. They've, they've never seen a VHS tape. Um, they don't understand that, you know, that, that their daddy used to have a phone that was attached to the kitchen wall and you could only go as far as the, the little pigtail cord would allow you to walk around with, you know, these are foreign, <laughs> foreign things to them. So, you know, to me, I have to scratch my head and go, am I really so lazy that I can't get up and turn the temperature up to, you know, 77 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> the question is, should you have to? Not if you're lazy enough, but should you have to? Yeah, no, there's, there's many, many things I'd like to automate in that regards. And it's a, it is an interesting, um, interesting, but even ju- just what vendor you're going to go with is, is a, is, is a questionable one. But yeah, interesting to know. And, you know, congratulations on your house sale. Um, I hope all goes well for you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we're, we're doing good here for time. So, uh, Without further ado, I'll hand over to Jerry and, uh, to close down the podcast. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for coming and joining us today and talking about your your updates. Um, Gentlemen, yeah. thank thank you. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I, uh, I I welcome the opportunity to, to to do it again sometime. This was fun. Cool. Yes, uh, thank you, and um, congratulations on your house. And I can relate with Andy. You know, I've got done just building, getting done building an office, doing some renovations on the house, looking at different you know technologies to integrate and use has has been interesting and fun. Um, so you know, you know, good luck going forward with the new house, and hopefully you, you find some cool gadgets for it. Um, you know, with the rate of change in the market, you know, new stuff's coming out every day. Um, 
so yeah, but with that being said, we won't take any more of your time. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, FS Logics, um, Goliath Technologies, and Liquidware Labs. Um, for myself and Andrew Morgan, thank you for listening to the Frontline Chatter podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.